Yeah, uh, you know, during the race, I was happy with my position uh, in, in the middle of the field, uh, covered, but uh, a little bit um, on the outside, uh, ready to ready to to make the move in, into the straight. Uh, but uh, to be honest, uh, when I I put the how the horse out uh, at the at the 500 meters uh, and when I saw that uh, the Pantalassa was was uh, uh, very far in front of us uh, <laughs> I had a moment of doubt you know because uh, yeah there was so many lengths a difference between uh, him and and the rest of the field that uh, I was a little bit worried but uh, as soon as my horse uh, started to to quicken uh, to quicken uh, i felt that he would be able to to keep uh, this uh, this level of speed until the, the winning post and uh, i saw that pantalasa started to get tired so i know that the 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 straight of um, the, the tokyo straight is very long and when you run that fast, uh, the first thousand meters, uh, it's very hard to to keep the rhythm uh, until the um, the finish line. So uh, I had a moment of doubt, but uh, when I felt my horse uh, reacted uh, as well as it did, then uh, I thought I could win the race. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Japan Forward's Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Edo Devon. And joining me today is a special guest, Christophe Lamar, the French jockey who has had great success in the Japan Racing Association races in the 21st century. Christophe and I will discuss his exciting victory in the Tenno Show Autumn aboard Equinox late last month. Christoph will also share stories about his first Kentucky Derby in May, and we'll talk about the upcoming Japan Cup later this month. Christoph, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you again. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I have some prepared questions and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in your observations, your opinions. Christoph, first of all, thank you for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule for this podcast hi. interview. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for your invitation. Uh, I'm very, very glad uh, to be with you and to talk about uh, horse racing in Japan. Uh, always uh, very, very interesting. Okay, uh, so it's been a while since we've spoken. Um, I want to say a little more than a year and a half. We spoke in the spring of 2021 when, of course, the pandemic was still in the early to middle stages. Now we are toward the end of this year. Uh, with all that's been going on, how are you doing and how are you doing this week? <laughs> uh, I'm fine. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, um uh, despite uh, this uh, pandemic uh, we still had uh, racing uh, in in Japan mm -hmm. uh, we didn't stop the the activity so uh, every weekend uh, it's a big challenge to try to win uh, races 
and obviously uh, try to win the big races uh, of the schedule here in in uh, in the GRA. Um, but for a couple of months, uh, we are happy to to welcome again uh, the fans uh, on the race courses. Uh, we know that uh, horse racing in Japan is uh, is very big, and uh, the um, the fans are uh, are incredible here. So we every weekend we we have big attendance. Uh, on the race courses, uh, mm-hmm. it gives a special atmosphere to to the horse racing day. So um, we can Magiare uh, allowed uh, more and more people to come to the race courses. So uh, it's great for everybody and especially for the jockeys to have uh, fans uh, around uh, around them and uh, to give their best on the track. When when you see the big crowds, how how does that uh, inspire and motivate you and your fellow jockeys? Uh, but you know, you especially when you ride um, favorite horses, uh, you feel um, you can feel the the support uh, from the fans, mm-hmm. uh, the expectation from the fans uh, for you to to give your best. So. Uh, when you, when you enter the gates, uh, you, you just want to, to make the best performance uh, with your horse. And of course, uh, if you manage to win the race, then when you come back to, uh, in front of the stand, uh, you, you, you've got the, the crowd with you, um, the crowd, um, uh, who, who share the, the victory with you and uh, it gives you a big thrill. Uh, it's completely different when there's nobody on the race course, of course. Absolutely, of course. Um, if you look at the last couple months, just compared to a year, year and a half ago, does it feel that racing is back to normal now in Japan? Atmosphere and just overall like yeah yes, everything it's, uh, yeah nearly nearly um, came back to to normal even with uh, even if uh, we don't have the um, the biggest attendance yet mm-hmm. uh to have uh, like uh, for the Teno show we had about uh, 70,000 people on the race course so it's already big you know uh of course the um, uh, future race course the the main race course in Tokyo is huge so yeah uh, the the stand was not uh, packed but uh to have um, 70 people on the race course uh it's already uh it gives already a, a big atmosphere and um, and uh, everybody can enjoy a, a good racing day you know okay tell us what's the next important race on your schedule uh but actually it's uh, it will be this week uh, the group 1 uh, for uh, Phillies and mares mm-hmm. uh the queen elizabeth um uh, Queen Queen Elizabeth II, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, this race um, delivered always uh, a, a very good mare and uh, a very very strong horse, uh, like Snow Fairy in the past years. 
uh, which, which is very well known by, by the English, um, English people, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was written by Ryan Moore. Uh, but um, yeah, it's always um, a, a good race. And then uh, the next weekend, we'll have uh, the mile championship. Uh, who will crown uh, the best miler of the country. Uh, and then, uh, of course, at the end of the month, uh, the Japan Cup, uh, which is one of the best, uh, the biggest uh, three races um, in the year in Japan with uh, the Derby and the Ari Makinen. And uh, this year, we we will be happy to, to have a um, couple of... Uh, uh, foreign horses, um, which was not the case uh, for for the last few years. So uh, it's good to have some um, um, some foreign contenders uh, to get the title in the Japan Cup. It, it looks like the the JRA's um, procedures and just setting up the races and the week to week organizing of the track um part of that is making it available this year with the international stable uh, the quarantine rules they're allowing horses to come from the airport to mm. go to the race courses the tokyo mm. race course so i think that is part of it that they've they've um eased the rules a little bit yeah definitely um this year uh, from this year uh they they made a, a big effort uh, to welcome the, the foreign horses in better conditions uh, than before. Uh, before they had to, to move from a place to another uh, two weeks before the race. Uh, it was quite difficult uh, for uh, the trainer and his staff uh, to get the horse in a good condition for the race uh, because of because of that move. Uh, because because of the fact that the horse has had to be uh, quarantined um, to change uh, his um, to change a track uh, from one week to another, mm-hmm. uh, so I think uh, this year the uh, the facilities uh, will be um, uh, will be a better advantage for the foreign horses. And uh, and also they they put uh, a big bonus uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, money mm-hmm. um, um, uh, stakes money. Yeah. Uh, so you know this uh, in order to attract uh, the the foreign horses. So uh, this year we'll have about four five I guess mm-hmm. uh, four or five uh, horses from uh, from abroad from uh, England from France uh, from Germany so um, once again the Japan Cup will be an international contest so the motivation of course is there for international competitors to chase the money and also the the competition is great so they want to be motivated to, uh, to compete and to win yes of course uh, because well, you know the the japan cup has a, a strong international competition um with uh, with big races uh, in saudi in dubai in hong kong uh, in in europe uh, with the arc weekend uh, with the in england with the champions uh, 
day uh, with the breeders cup so you know i think gra um for for his japan cup had to make an effort to attract uh, these uh, foreign horses so uh, i think they they did the right thing uh, by uh, building a new uh, a new a new area uh, to welcome uh, the horses and uh, and the staff and and uh, by uh, um, giving more money uh, more purse money mm-hmm. uh, onto the race uh, to uh, to 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 attract uh, these uh, these foreigners. From your first year in the Japan Cup, do you remember the year? And up until now, how would you say the race has um, developed and possibly improved? Um, I think I rode the fir- my first Japan Cup in uh, 2003, I okay. guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so it's about 20 years ago. Um, the, the level of the horses definitely increased, uh, because of the, the breeding, uh, because of a big stallion, uh, called the deep impact who really, um, uh, revolutioned, <laughs> uh, the, um, the, the quality of the horses in Japan where we had, uh, horses with a long stride and and with a long acceleration now we have horses with a good turn of foot uh so it makes a big difference you know and then uh what well, the facilities especially in tokyo uh, mm-hmm. hasn't changed much much uh the race courses uh, look uh, nearly same uh, they didn't make um, uh big changes uh, on the track itself uh even if they i think from 2000 2002 they they built a, a new stand uh but um the track hasn't changed too much so uh we run in the same conditions than 20 years ago but the quality of the horses has definitely uh, improved so that's kept the jockeys uh and the trainers and the owners really having to pay attention to what's going on and to make adjustments and to just try to match the, the opponent. Yes, of course. Um, well, this year it, it will be a great challenge for the Japanese horses because they will face uh, some, uh, some of the best uh, horses in the world. Um, Alpinista is supposed to come, so she's the arc winner, uh, multiple group one winner. So it's going to be a big challenge for the Japanese horses uh, this year. And uh, I think uh, everybody will be happy with that. Uh, we'll, uh, we might see a, a great race. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to riding this race. Uh, this year, uh, I, I will be uh, on board uh, on board a French horse, which is uh, uh, the 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 Grand Prix de Paris winner, uh, Group One winner in France. So uh, uh, I'm happy to to ride the French horse this time. What's the horse's name? Uh, Onesto. Onesto. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, good luck. And, uh, for everybody too, we want to see, want to see a good race. Yes. Yes. Of course. Uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, a big show and, uh, I hope everybody will enjoy. Okay. Let's, um, let's rewind, so to speak, uh, and look back on the Tenno show, the autumn Tenno show on October 30th. Mm -hmm. Take us back to the thrilling victory and what was going through your mind as you and Equinox moved from the move from near the back of the pack to the front of the pack near the end of the race? Yeah. Uh, you know, during the race, I was happy with my position, uh, in, in the middle of the field, uh, covered, but, uh, a little bit, um, on the outside, uh, ready to, ready to, to make the move in, into the straight. Uh, but, uh, to be honest, uh, when I, I put the how the horse out, uh, at the, at the 500 meters. Uh, and when I saw that, uh, the Pantalasa was, was, uh, uh, very far in front of us. Uh, <laughs> I had a moment of doubt, you know, because, uh, yeah, there was so many lengths. A difference between uh, him and and the rest of the field that uh, I was a little bit worried. But uh, as soon as my horse uh, started to to quicken uh, to quicken, uh, I felt that he would be able to to keep uh, this. Uh, this level of speed until the, the winning post. And, uh, I saw that Pantalasa started to get tired. So I know that the, the, the straight of, um, the, the Tokyo straight is very long. And when you run that fast, uh, the first thousand meters, uh, it's very hard to, to keep the rhythm, uh, until the, um, the finish line. So, uh, I had a moment of doubt, but. Uh, when I felt my horse, uh, reacted, uh, as well as he did, then, uh, I thought I could win the race. During, during training yourself and other, uh, other, other, you know, riders, how do you build a horse's stamina? How do you build the, you know, the ability to not tire at the end of a race or to try to, you know, lessen that aspect of the race? Um, you know, uh, I, I've always been told by top trainers that, uh, it's easy to give, uh, speed to, to a horse, mm -hmm. but it's, it's very difficult to give them stamina. Mm -hmm. So they have it in their blood or not. <laughs> um, I hope I'm, I'm clear enough, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can make a horse, uh, react, uh, quicker than he used to be, than he used to do, but you can, you can't give stamina that easily. So of course the trainer tried to, to work his horse, uh, on longer distance on the morning. Uh, but, uh, uh, I think it's kind of a genetical thing, you know, so okay. it's, it's, uh, hard to, <laughs> to improve the stamina of a horse. But it is important to manage the pace at the beginning, isn't it? Uh, 
Yes, of course. Uh, you know, horse racing is all about rhythm. So if um, if the jockey can, uh, if the jockey knows how how fast and how long his horse can go, then he can adjust adjust uh, during the race from the start uh, which pace uh, he he should uh, make his horse uh, run. Uh, this is also where where you judge how you judge the jockeys. You know if they are able to judge the pace of a race or or not. So, um, for example, last, uh, so two weeks ago in the Teno show, uh, the field was going, was running a good pace, like one minute for, for 1000 meter, mm -hmm. which is, which is a good pace, uh, not crazy pace, but good pace, uh, especially for group one. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, Pantalasa ran, ran, uh, 1000 meter, 57 seconds. 57.4 seconds, which is very, very quick. And even for group one, it's very hard to go from start to finish at that pace in that, uh, at that level, you know? Uh, so, uh, to be honest, it's something you don't think about when you ride, you just feel, you just feel the, the pace. Uh, you feel your horse and you feel if your horse is comfortable, if he's overpaced or, uh, if the pace is too slow for him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, last, uh, last time on Equinox, uh, I felt my horse very comfortable, mm -hmm. uh, not, um, not overpaced, uh, not, uh, not keen on the bridle. He was, he was going his own pace. So, um, I didn't have to care about, uh, the horse running away. Uh, first of all, I had to take care of my horse to ride my horse for, for himself. And then, uh, the, the quality of the horse made uh, the difference at the end. If, if you could, uh, estimate the number of times you've ridden Equinox in practice, the number of days in total. How many times do you think you've done that, you know, just in the last, uh, say, year? Mm. Uh, uh, if we consider that the horse will run uh, five times in a year, mm -hmm. uh, I ride him uh, before his races, uh, I, I ride him... Uh, uh, about uh, 30 minutes mm -hmm. so 30 minutes on his back uh, so it means uh, five times uh, 30 minutes plus the time of the race uh, it's not uh, it's not that much in a year uh, it's not even a day not even a day in a year but does does the uh, number of times as the, as those times increase from like the first time to the second time to the third time, does the comfort level of the jockey and the horse, do you, do you sense that uh, with Equinox, for example, that it is improved? Um, no. Yeah. It, I think it improve, uh, it improve, uh, 
the first uh, two, three times you, you ride the horse, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the time to consider um, his way of moving, his okay. way of reacting. Um, uh, sometimes uh, when you ride the horse on training and, uh, and on the race, during the race, it's a little bit different. So the time to consider this, maybe uh yeah three the first three four times you you feel some changing some changes uh you feel some different things but then once you know once you know the horse uh you don't uh, learn much about him but uh as as a jockey who ride the horse only for for the last training before the race um every time you ride him you can feel if he's different from from the last time you rode him uh, one or two months ago mm -hmm. uh and uh, this is um, i think uh, um a, a, an interesting point for the trainer to have the the comment of the jockey you know, because, uh, he doesn't ride the horse every day. So, uh, he can feel the difference between, uh, between his last race right. and the upcoming race, you see, uh, and, and then the trainer can make, uh, can adjust his training, uh, uh, by having the, the comment of uh, a rider, uh, who rode the horse, uh, one month or two months before. Okay. After the back-to-back second-place finishes in the Satsuki Show and the Tokyo, I'm sorry, the uh, Tokyo Yushun in April and May, do you have a sense that Equinox? Did you have a sense that his confidence was growing? Mm -hmm. And is there a way for a jockey to, you know, for any listener or anybody that's interested in horse racing that, that might not know how a jockey sort of senses things? Is there a way to kind of feel that a, that a horse's confidence is growing? Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, and also the, the confidence and also the, the body of the horse, uh, his power, uh, the way of his moving. Mm -hmm. um, some horses are very straightforward and they are able to, to do great performance, to give 100% of their abilities uh, very early in the season or very early uh, when they are two years old and some horses are a little bit more backward and and if you feel that in that case you must give uh, the horse uh, a chance uh, to develop his body to develop his uh, his mental um, and uh, i think this is the case for equinox uh, from the beginning he's I could feel he was a very good horse with a lot of abilities, but still uh, a growing, growing up uh, horse. So uh, race, race after race, he's improving. But I think uh, in the spring, he was not at his top yet. Mm -hmm. um, even if I think he, he could be able to win the races, but we were very unlucky with the draw, uh, the draw outside uh, in the Satsuki show number 18 and uh, in the derby number 18 again. Mm. So <laughs> back to back 18. Yeah. yeah, back to back 18. It was not an advantage at all. Uh, 
but definitely the horse will get better and better race after race from this uh, autumn and maybe uh, from this autumn uh, i think he will uh, he will get uh, stronger and more mature and uh, i think he will be even better next year do you think that equinox can be remembered has the potential to be remembered i should say mm. once you know in the next few years on the same level as gran alegria and almondai is that potential there Yes, the the potential is is there. The he's a different type uh, than Gran Legria, which has which has uh, a lot of speed and uh, was more uh, kind of a miler. Uh, Almondai was something special, uh, really special. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but uh, Equinox can uh, become uh, one of the uh the very good horses who who put their fingerprint uh on on the horse racing history in japan uh i think uh, the tenno show was his first uh group one win but for sure not the last one so uh next year uh if he keeps that condition if he keeps that improvement uh in in all the big races for all the horses uh he can be the best so of course uh, a race is a race and it's always difficult to to win but he's got the ability he's got the the physical and and the mental to to be at uh, at the best level for at least one year and maybe two years so um, hopefully, um, uh, he will be a remembered horse. Are you expecting to have the assignment of uh, racing Equinox uh, many, many times more? The assignment? Uh, you mean... Uh, it, it race race day. Do you expect that you will be his jockey many, many more times? <laughs> I hope. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't decide, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope yes, because uh, for me is one of the best uh, horse of his uh, generation. So uh, as soon as I can ride him, uh, I, I will be uh, very happy to to be in, on his back. Okay, I have a few more questions for you today, and once again, thank you for your time and for joining us on the Sports Talk podcast. Um, You're welcome. Back in May, you achieved a dream. Uh, in your career by racing in the Kentucky Derby, riding Crown Pride at Churchill Downs. Yeah. When, you, when you think back on traveling to America, traveling to Kentucky and to Louisville and the whole atmosphere and the crowd and just the racing history there, all the different elements, the, mm. some of the world's great jockeys, uh, trainers, a lot of different things going on. What, what do you tell people about that experience? How would you summarize it? Uh, I think uh, you said the word, uh, this is a uh, history, uh, mm -hmm. historical place, historical, uh, event, mm -hmm. uh, historical horses, historical jockeys. Mm -hmm. I mean, history with a big H yeah. is at the Kentucky Derby. So as soon as you land, uh, at Louisville, Mm -hmm. airport mm -hmm. uh you feel that history of the kentucky derby 
Uh, I had a, a wonderful week uh, there. Uh, as you said, it was my dream to to ride this race, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very glad and thankful to Mr. Yoshida to gave me the opportunity to to ride a uh, Crown Pride in that big race. Even if, uh, as a professional, uh, I was a bit frustrated by the result, but um, but the the the, the days. Uh, before the Kentucky, before the start, uh, and the moments before the start was uh, something I will never forget. What What is the atmosphere like when before the race starts? How do you describe what you saw and what you heard? Mm. Looking, looking, yeah. looking from like where you know where you have to start the race to the the over like a three hundred sixty degrees. Mm. your whole v- viewpoint but uh, the difference with the other races and obviously big races is that uh because of a churchill down uh, configuration mm-hmm. uh and the crowd on that day you feel like uh going on stage or uh entering a, a boxing ring you know uh it's kind of going for uh, for war <laughs> but but um in a positive way you know uh, uh you go for you go for uh, you go for your life kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh it make it it makes it very special and especially uh, the moment when you go out from the jockey room uh the 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 crowd is is all around you and uh you you cross this crowd uh until the the paddock mm-hmm. the, the parade ring and people is just shouting after you and 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 uh, shaking your hand and uh, um, slapping your back and uh, encourage, encouraging um, uh, and screaming and wow, it's <laughs> it goes all all, all around you mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a big thrill. Uh, before riding, <laughs> yeah. you you think okay, uh, I have to do my best. Uh, I have to. I have to kill them all. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite kind of a um, strange uh, feeling, strange feeling, and something that I, I didn't feel uh, anywhere else before. Did Did you have a chance to um, sort of uh, hang out with some of the other jockeys for a meal or just uh, social time? Um, a lot of these jockeys that were at the Kentucky Derby are not people you see week to week. And of course, because they're not competing in Japan. So you were around the top professionals like yourself who are mostly based in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, did you were you able to share stories and maybe make a few good friends while you were there among <laughs> them? Um, well, I, I spent most of the time with the, with my French fellows, uh, which are based, uh, in America, 
California right. or Kentucky, <laughs> like uh, Flavian Pratt, uh, Florent Giroux, uh, Julien Leparou, uh, Alexis Achard, and uh, uh, you know all these guys. Uh, they know what what the um, Kentucky Derby means uh, in America, and uh, we had the occasion to to discuss about it. And uh, for them as well uh, as uh, French jockey, American based, mm -hmm. uh, the Kentucky Derby is something special, you know, uh, something you have you have to be part of it. Uh, something that um, that changed from from your daily life. Uh, the week in in Louisville is. Um, is a different uh, week uh, compared to, to to your usual time uh, in in your hometown. Uh, yes, the, it's really special for everybody. Sounds like a also for you. It's kind of a fun French reunion to be around some of the other top French jockeys that you don't get to see all the time. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, we we are always happy to um, uh, to spend time uh, together. Uh, you know, we everybody had his his uh, career, his own career. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we didn't move uh, from France at the same time, but uh, we are nearly same generation, so we had the occasion to to know each other, uh, in our home country. So, um, <laughs> to see, uh, um, to, to, to meet, uh, all together, uh, it's, uh, it's always a good time and a moment of joy and happiness. Mm. And, uh, we can share our experience in, in our based country, like uh, I can explain what is my life in Japan. They can explain what is their life uh, in America. Uh, for some of them in California, which is different than uh, the East Coast or uh, the Kentucky. So um, yeah, it's it's always uh, always uh, interesting and uh, peaceful moment. Okay, thank you for that insight. Um, if if you were to become, let's say for this question, your job was a racing analyst, you're a TV commentator, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about the JRA and Japanese jockeys, let's say ages 30 and under, mm. who who would you say are a few of the top jockeys that have impressed you the most and why have they impressed you? Um, can you name 30, a few? Can you 30, name a few 30, for our listeners, please? Thirty, thirty and over. Can uh, I say uh, under, under, younger guys, under. younger guys, uh, uh, younger guys. Yeah, ah, younger guys. Uh, but the, I think there's uh, three young jockeys, mm -hmm. uh, which are um, you know the the new kids on the block. <laughs> we are going to say, yeah. Uh, so there's um, uh, Iwata Mirai, uh, Ryusei Sakai, and uh, Takeshi Yokohama. Um, uh, 
these guys they have uh, a natural uh, sense of the horse and sense of uh, the race so they just have to get experience uh, by going abroad by riding good horses every weekend by riding uh, good horses in the big races uh, but they have the um, the, the natural uh, quality Mm -hmm. the, the the natural uh, strengths um these guys now compared to maybe uh, many years ago uh they work on their body they work uh on their um, uh, on their skills uh you know the mentality is a little bit different so for sure uh they will become the the top riders uh, in the country uh in in the next few years they are already nearly the top but uh i mean when uh when take yutaka when myself and uh, uh fukunaga uh, will retire in in few years uh these guys will become the the best ones thank you for the answer and for those comments i appreciate mm -hmm. it uh, interesting to always hear what people think about their peers in, in, you know, whatever walk, whatever career, whatever profession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there, there's been, uh, top right in top Japanese riders all over the time, but, uh, these young fellows, uh, like you, you say Sakai, he, he did, um, uh, he did a, a stint in, in Australia, you know, mm -hmm. to, to learn English mm -hmm. and to, to see a different way of riding, way of training. Uh, and, and, uh, I think he, he get a lot of experience and now he's, he's becoming very, very good. And, uh, he, he became, uh, one of the best riders in, in Japan. He won the group one, uh, three weeks ago. Uh, so, um, yeah, he, uh, he, he did the, the right thing to improve and, uh, to keep improving by going abroad. I will need to figure out a way to invite him on the podcast as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. Have him as a guest. Uh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yes, yeah, so of of course, of course, uh, he can speak English uh, uh, quite well. So it would be interesting to have uh, his point of view as a as a young fellow, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Christoph, for your time today. Uh, we we will be sharing this this uh, podcast with listeners around the world, and I appreciate your help in uh, you know maybe sharing it on Twitter and other other ways. Um, Great. I'll let you know when it's ready to go. And thank okay. you again for joining us on Japan Forward Sports Talk Podcast. My guest yep. today was Christophe Lemaire, one of the world's great jockeys. Uh, have You're a good welcome. week, and I look forward to seeing your next upcoming races. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you all fans for loving horse racing. Really appreciate it.